everyone to this week's episode of the It's the Center podcast. I'm your host, Tom Robinson, here with my co-host, Bob Walls. Tom, it's great to be here with you again today, as always, from the campus of Brigham Young University right in beautiful Provo, in Utah. dating capital of the world. The Mormon Mecca of dating. Here it is. Here we go. And here we sit, for some reason. And here, here we sit. <laughs> and last week, we talked about all of the problems that seemed to we, exist we, here we at discussed BYU. the dysfunctional nature of dating in the Utah County LDS culture and we probably left people a little depressed because we pointed out the negative things but we didn't provide the anecdote i was depressed thinking about it well i am too and i have been <laughs> married for nearly 40 years and i was feeling bad for these kids but the good news is everybody relax just relax just take a deep breath because there is a solution to this. There is it a can't, solution. It's a problem that can be solved. There is a solution. And what is the, what is the, the solution the to solution this problem? The solution really John? goes to the title of this podcast, and that's It's Just Dinner. And It's Just Dinner was born years ago um, back in a bishop's office, my bishop's office, uh, and me and my two counselors were talking about the problems that my ward was having in, in dating. And I I couldn't seem to get the boys to go out on dates. They kind of hung out in their apartments and the young women didn't date. And we talked about how in the world can we get them out? What can we get them to do? And I think I said that, I said, I really just want them to ask the girls to go out to dinner. Mm-hmm. If I could do that, I, I think we could, we could solve all the problems. We could solve a lot of the problems if I could just get them to ask these girls out to dinner. And then my second counselor goes, we just need to get them to realize that it's just dinner. And I said, right. that's exactly right. So we, we, do we owe him some kind of copyright we every do. time we, we say should, that? We've we got to pay Drew Christensen we some say, money Drew or something? Drew Christensen, thank you for the terminology. Thank you, Drew. It's just dinner. And, and I do want to give you credit for that because he was the very first one to say it. But what he did was he said exactly what I was thinking and that I wanted to tell the young men and the young women that dating doesn't have to be as complicated as what they're making it. It doesn't have to be all-consuming and earth-shaking, that it can be as simple as just asking someone to go out to dinner. And if we could, I felt if we could simplify dating, that we could convince the young single adults to actually go out to dinner, to to start talking one-on-one across the table, sharing a meal, and if we could get them to do that, then all of the other problems that existed with, with dating and with other things uh, not related to dating would all be simplified. And, and in many cases, they would all go away. Yes. And, and, and most things, the most simplest solution is usually the best solution. That's right. But, but even though this seems like a simple solution, it's very complex on the other side of this. And that is because in our culture, we've been kind of channeled to not do this. And unfortunately, the problem here is that we have equated marriage and dating right. when we should be equating fun Correct. and dating. Correct. And there's in where the rub lies. And if, if you look at marriage as a checklist, I mean, dating is a checklist that leads to marriage, it's going to that's why we have the stigma that we have right. here It's going today. to become very complicated and, and burdensome. And, and so it's always difficult to change the status quo. <clears throat> and I think that's what uh, you found in your ward and I found also <clears throat> in church leadership is that it's difficult to get people to think a different way. Right. And we have been channeled so much in our church that 
we, when we start dating, we're looking for a spouse. And it didn't used to be that way. You know, it's the fault of, of us right. uh, as Correct. a parent. I take full responsibility for this. And as a, a youth leader to say, well, you, you know, you can worry about that later on when you're ready to get married. Right. And, and, you know, just wait for that for after your mission. And so then people come back from their mission and now they're task oriented. Okay. I need to find a wife, so I must date. Right. A- instead of the, 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 true authentic thing is I want to get to know people and have fun and have fun and, and that's what and that's what should be going on here at BYU right. right and this culture in which we live where we have all of these young single adults they really should be right taking the opportunity to go out and meet each other mm-hmm. and get to know each other and just have fun right and it's amazing Bob as I watched this that something like marriage just seemed to happen. Right. There was no equation for it. There was no A plus B equals C. That, it didn't exist. That someone went out and they got to know someone, and that turned into them going out on a date. And they started dating, and they started really liking each other. And eventually that turned into getting engaged, and that turned into getting married, and somehow it just happened. And when that couple dropped all the preconceived ideas or notions about what dating is, and they just went out to have fun, that they began to actually have fun and get to know each other. And then good things just happen from that point on. And so the key that you've seen and that we've observed on this is that it just takes a commitment to break away from the concept that every girl I look at is a potential spouse. Oh, Absolutely. And that's one of the, the false uh, ideas that we have uh, propagated in, in our culture. And that the people, when you find through your, uh, your research here of doing this, uh, that when people get away from that, they start having fun. And when you have fun, you get to know people. Right. And when you get to know people, you fall in love with them. And somehow during that process, that fun turns into love and then love turns into marriage. Right. And so we need to kind of back up the train car here and somehow influence people to just not have any preconceived notion. Right. And so I'm going to ask a girl out. We're just going to have dinner, and there's no commitment there. No just commitment. because I asked her out, that doesn't mean that we're going to get married or that we're Absolutely seriously not. dating or that I have to, uh, a boy has to send me an after date text to see <laughs> if he, I mean, it's become so. A parochial that there's no fun in right, it. Right, taking too, all the fun out of it. And it's put too much fear in in dating. And so now look, I now I understand, and I think you'll agree with me that the dating's scary. That no one has ever said that asking a girl out on a date, or asking a boy out on a date, or accepting a date from someone is not scary. It is a very can, scary can, proposition. Can, can be. Can be. Can be, and it, and it you know, it's different generationally. Yeah. yeah, you know, back in my generation, it was not as scary. But I was I was always nervous and scared to ask a girl out for a date. I, There's I always I, the fear of rejection. Well, I think I was on the first time, yeah. but but uh, you know, it wasn't a as formal as we see it now. I right. mean, back in my day, there was someone you say, "Hey, let's go get something to eat." And it wasn't, you know, like an official date, right. you know, that I'm going to pick you up and I'm going to have a flower and I'm going to pin it on, you know, it wasn't this, th- th- what we have created with this creative dating thing. Right. And you bring up a great point. That's, that's exactly where I was going with this is 
that that making date formal and making a date something that uh, is, is huge can be very frightening. And so let's take it back to its very simplest forms. Right. I know there's a lot of young men out there listening to us right now. And they're saying, yeah, I, that's easy for you to say. It's, you know, I'm afraid to ask a girl out for a date. I've never done it before. I don't know how to do it. I'm nervous about asking a girl. I know she's going to reject me. I know I'm going to, to blow this. I mean, all those thoughts are going through these young right. men's heads. So somehow you and I, right now on this podcast, need to make this extremely simple. Mm -hmm. We need to make this very easy. And you and I have talked about this and, and how this process can go for a young man. And it's, it's very simple. And you and I should probably just act this out. Okay. okay. Which you, you're going to ask I, me out? Yes, or I'm, I'm going, going to, to ask, ask you out. And okay. I'm going to show you, boys. Now, listen, I want, you to, I want you to listen to how easy this is of how it, you can approach a young woman and you can ask a girl I'm, out. I, I'm actually nervous. Yeah, I, 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 I'm nervous. You're going to role play the young woman. Now, okay. I might, I might just say this, that a young woman, you, you young ladies out there can do this too. You can be the person that asks the boy out on a date. This is 2018, and I think it's okay for you to ask a boy out on a date or to ask them to go to dinner. And this is how easy it is, okay? Are you ready, everyone? Bob, you ready? Yes, I'm ready to go. Okay, so I'm going to ask you out to dinner here. So, hey, Bob, are you, uh, yes, you going to eat dinner tonight? Uh, I, I, be I believe I am. I, I'm probably going to. Why? Yes. Uh, and it just so happens that I'm going to to eat dinner tonight too would you like to eat dinner together sure so why, why not why not and then we go get something to eat you see how easy that was Th that was very easy there there was no uh, proposal or engagement or you know i didn't have to check with my roommates or there's no commitment there and so what i'm feeling pretty good about this tom where are we gonna go that was pretty simple and i think maybe i'll just take you down to the down to the panda express okay we'll that's good have dinner but that's go. how easy it is yes I, it doesn't have to be a, a huge production. Well, and, and then beyond that, you know, if, if she says no, then ask somebody else. Ask someone else. And, and the thing that I've found that then once you get there, ask her all about her. That's right. What is her favorite color? What is her favorite food? What is, where is she from? What does she like? What's her major? And talk about things that she is interested in. Right. And that way you get to know people in a way that's not superficial. And so a lot of the dating here, they've actually done studies on this, and the people who date the most are what they refer to as a stereotype of the blonde perky girl. <laughs> and for some reason, the blonde perky girl on BYU's campus gets asked out on a lot of dates because somehow that is on the checklist of a lot of the guys. So they see the blonde perky girl, they ask her out, she accepts, they go on the date, they don't have a good time because they have nothing in common. Right, nothing in common. And so they're just assuming because she's blonde and perky that they're going to fall in love. Right. But in reality, it's not pleasurable for either of them. And she's being asked out for all the wrong reasons, And, and too. she gets asked out, and, she, and they know that. They know that they're yeah. just on the checklist, and so th it's awkward for them, too. So they go out on the date, and it's not, uh, it's not enjoyable for either one of them because they've forgotten the most important thing, and that is it's just to get to know people. Right. A and so it's really important for people to just, for young men, to have conversations with young women that they are not attracted to at the beginning. Because you don't know what you're attracted to until you, you get to know people. Right. And once you get to know them, that's when the attraction starts. Well, that's where, that's where the thing comes where you know, he's not my type or she's not my right. type. 
And I, and I had this conversation with young single adults all the time. And I want you all to know, I want you to hear my voice say this. You don't have a type. You don't even know what a type is. You don't know if you like a person or you don't like a person until you get to know that person. You could have absolutely nothing in common with a person and you sit down with a meal in front of you and you start talking and then you find out that you really like talking to that person, that you get to know that person. The best example that I always use is the one between me and my own wife. And if, if I had to, if when I was in my 20s, if you asked me, what's your type? I would have said that she would be a member of the church and that she must like sports. Absolutely, 100% must like sports. And I asked this young girl out on a date and we went out on a date and then I found out she didn't like sports. But you know what? I found out really quickly that it didn't matter because I really liked talking to her. She was really fun. She was really sweet. She was very kind. She laughed at all of my jokes, which I found was way more important than her liking sports. And we had a lot in common. And you know what? All I wanted to do was talk to her more. But if I would have described as a type, I never would have went out on a date with her. Or I would have immediately eliminated her from my list because she she didn't like sports. Now, we've been married now for 33 years, and she still does not like sports. <laughs> but you still but like I her. But I still like her, and I still like talking to her. Right. And she's my best friend, and we just enjoy it. So if you eliminate this idea that I have a type and that I'm only going to approach people that are my type, you limit yourself so much in the people that you get to interact with and the people that you get to meet. And quite honestly, our Father in Heaven's children that we have an opportunity to interact with. And I think if you look at the plan of salvation, one of the goals of our Father in Heaven was for us to meet as many of his children as we possibly could. And that is why this is so important, that you just go and have a meal with someone and talk to them and get to know them. And and at the end of that meal, if the conversation goes well, it's very natural to say, this was really fun. Should we do something again? Exactly. Doesn't have to be a meal every time. You could walk together to the church or walk together to the class, or you could I mean there's a million things that million you can do things. around here that don't cost money, where you just get an opportunity to talk and interact. And if you look at it that way that you're wanting to get to know as many people as you can, you're going to enjoy dating. It's not going to be this pressuresome thing where you feel like you're somehow obligated every time that you ask a girl out or accept a date. And so you're still gonna run into those people who are that way. But you just got to realize that you got to bypass that. Right. And and you've just got to go and find people that you can associate with and get to know. And once you move past that, we have seen that the people who do that end up having relationships and friendships. Right, and friendships. And those friendships frequently turn into loving relationships. Right. And so I think so much in our culture, we think that we're going to come to BYU, to Provo, and we're going to be walking across campus, or we're going to see somebody and their bright blue eyes, and we're going to say, that's the one for me. There he is. There's my one and only that God has put in my path. And that's just not the way that it works. And it's so sad to think of it that way. Think of all of the people that you're not going to get to meet and get to know and make friends with because you were out there hunting for a wife or for a husband. But if if you look at it as an opportunity just to go out and get to know a lot of people and to have fun 
You'll make a tons of friends. You'll have such a, a great time being here at, at BYU or in the Provo area. And then you will also just enjoy your weekends and hanging out with people and, and doing really fun things. And make your college experience a fun experience rather than a, a tense. You know, we have so many people who have <clears throat> depression and anxiety right. because we put way too much pressure on everything. And, and we put false expectations for success. And so we think if I'm, you know, a senior at BYU and I'm not married, then somehow I'm a failure. And this is partly the parents' fault. Right. Because the parents are always saying, well, are you dating? And, <laughs> you know, it's the church leader's fault because we say, are you dating? Yeah, you know, who are you dating? Yeah, you know, as if, you know, us saying that is going to increase it. This way, I always thought it was funny that uh, when we give talks in state conference about marriage, it never increased marriage. It only increased anxiety about not <laughs> about being about marriage. <laughs> and, and so... Talks about marriage don't work. You know, that, that is not what the young single adults yeah. need. They know the principles of the importance of marriage. Yeah, I learned, I learned very on as a, as a bishop, a young single adult bishop, I learned very quickly that I needed to not talk about marriage, that I needed to not ask people about who you're dating. Right. Because it did, it, it increased anxiety. So what I started to do was I said, have you asked anyone out to dinner? Have you, have you gone out to dinner with anyone? Have you gotten to know anyone? Have you had an opportunity to talk to anyone? And once I started doing that, I started to kind of loosen people up a little bit, and they started to relax, and then they started to actually try it and see if it worked and to get to know someone. And surprisingly, amazingly, it works, right. and it worked a lot. And, it, and look, not everybody that did it got married, but the whole goal wasn't to get married. Mm -hmm. The whole purpose of this is just to help them make a friend, to get to know someone they didn't know, and to have fun. Dating should be fun. And so that's the whole principle is just dinner. That, that's where this came from. And so it's worked so well uh, with many of the students who've adopted this. Right. But, but the hard thing is changing the culture and, and getting people to break out of the pattern that they're in. We, you know, we... And then part of our problem here is that we have about ten or 12,000 students who leave this valley every year. We get ten or 12,000 new ones who come in, and all those 12,000 who come in have this preconceived idea of what dating is right. going to be like, and then they go through the disappointment that it's not what they thought it was going to be. And I know it, it's difficult because you come here from Arizona or California or Cleveland or wherever you're from, and your parents call you and say, well, how is it going out there? Are you dating a lot? <laughs> And so it's it's a pressuresome thing to say, well, no, you know, no boys are asking me out or, you know, things like that. And so it, it makes you feel depressed, like, you know, maybe you dated a lot where you were, but no boys here are asking you out on dates. And so there kind of develops a resentment that, it, that occurs between um, the, the young men who feel the young women don't accept dates and the young women who feel that the boys don't ask them out. Right. And so the just dinner concept gets us beyond that and just says, don't worry about all that minutia. Just go meet people and right. talk to them and get to know them and have a conversation with them. And if you like it, meet with them again and talk with them again. Right. And the, the closer you can come to developing patterns of communication, the more likely you are to develop long-lasting feelings with that person. Right. And so we'll have a, another uh, episode on the... the uh, 
the things that we look for uh, in people and in friends. But communications is w one of the most Absolutely. important. A and so can you talk comfortably with someone? Because you're going you're gonna to spend most of your time in your relationship. You know, I've been married nearly 40 years, and my wife and I still spend most of our time communicating with each other, right. talking with each other. And so when you can't communicate, that's an indicator this probably isn't going to work out really well. Right. So people have different ways of communication and different communication patterns. And when you meet someone who gels with you, it's generally because you can talk to right. each other. So how can you look at somebody and know that they're the one you're going to marry? How can you have you love at first sight? It's impossible. It's, it's totally impossible because you haven't gotten to know them yet to see if they're going to be compatible with you in a long-term situation. Correct. And and looks are going to change. You know, it, it's not the same as it is you know, people change their looks over time. So we've got to get beyond what we have created as a list of the person we want to marry right. and thinking we have to have this ideal person so that we'll have a perfect marriage and instead find someone who makes us feel comfortable and makes us feel good about ourselves and more importantly, someone that we can make feel comfortable. Right, exactly. Now listen, this is, uh, it's easy to do. And what I want to do is I want to challenge all of you young men and young women to try this. Try it and see if we're right. And then you can go on our Facebook page on our website and you can tell us if, this, if we're right and if you had a great time getting to know someone. Just walk up to someone and say, are you going to eat tonight? And when they say yes, then say, I'm going to eat tonight too. Would you like to do it with me? And then go out and share a meal and sit across from them and actually get to know them. Talk to them one-on-one, face-to-face. -on -one, Young ladies, you can do this too. It's not hard to do. It's simple. And you go and you share a meal and you get to know each other. So go to our Facebook page. It's It's Just Dinner on Facebook. Like us. Share your stories. Share your pictures. I'd love to see pictures of you guys when you're out to dinner together. Snap a picture and put it up on our Facebook page. Also go to our website, which is itsjustdinnerysa.com, where we're going to have lots of information about uh, things that are going on. In the dating world, you can also share your experiences there. We would love to hear from you on our website. And also look for us out in the fireside circuit talking about It's Just Dinner. Um, Bob, this was fun. It was. It's always fun. So we, I, Tom, you, this is the first time you've asked me out. And, and this, it was. And I'm, maybe, I'm feeling a little giddy right maybe now. We should, maybe we should go to dinner now. <laughs> Let's do it. So, <laughs> hey, thank you, everyone. We'll uh, talk to you again next week. Have a good week.